Welcome to the Configure Price Code podcast. My name is Frank Sohn and I'm the founder of NoCPQ Consulting. This podcast is 100% focused on Configure Price Quote, also known as CPQ, and will provide you useful insights into this topic. My guest today is Laith El Hashimi. Laith is the founder and CEO of the Sirocco Group, which is a system integrator for CRM and CPQ solutions. The majority of his team is in Stockholm, Sweden, and they also have an office in Dubai and the US. Laith is based in Stockholm, Sweden. Welcome, Laith, to the CPQ podcast. Thank you, Frank. Laith, the first thing I want to ask you is about your name, Laith Al Hashimi. That's not the typical Swedish name, so please, can you tell us a little bit more about that? I don't know what you mean. Of course it is. Uh, no, joking aside, it isn't. It's, a, it's an Arabic name that means lion. Oh, I thought it meant lion once until I met a woman that said, it sounds very manly to say Leith as a lion, but it's actually a cub. So it's a lion cub, not a lion. So automatically I felt much more, less of a man than I was five minutes before. So yeah. <laughs> That's good. So tell us, how, how did you come to Sweden then? Well, uh, my family is from Iraq uh, and Saudi Arabia, it's a mixture of both, and we came to Europe in 1980, uh, and we came to Sweden in 1984, as my parents were big fans of, of uh, the Nobel Peace Prize, uh, uh, our prime minister back then, uh, Olaf Palme, and the kind of politics that were being driven then, so they were big enthusiasts of that. Excellent, and Sweden is a nice place anyway. But please tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you did before you founded uh, Serraco Group. Well, you know, um, I'm a, a Swedish uh, military officer in my background. Uh, then I went studying at the Royal uh, Institute of Technology. And, and then I founded, during my second year, I founded this Serraco Group. So I've been working with IT for the past 20 years, even in the kind of military part of it. And... Uh, kind of consumes all my time and my focus in that sense. Oh, that's too bad. I hope you have some spare time to recharge and relax. If you just have a little bit of time, what do you do in that time? Is there anything you can share with us? Well, you know, as a father of three, I have three kids, six, four and two. They kind of keep me occupied quite well. Uh, do get my physical activity thanks to them. Uh, but otherwise, I try to exercise. I try to kind of, I'm a big fan of wines. So I'm right into kind of Napa Valley uh, area right now where I'm kind of going knee deep into that. So uh, the typical things, enjoying that kind of part of life. Great. So let's talk a little bit about how you got started working with Configure Price Quote. Well, you know, the, the, uh, it's, if, in, when you look at it and you look back, it feels kind of normal that we ended up there. But it came from the fact that CRM came to a certain point where we needed more and more advanced configurations from a CRM perspective when we do quoting, when we do configurations. And it became more apparent that the question was raised, who, the, who owns this? Is it ERP or is it CRM? Do we consume this information from ERP? And is that easy to consume? Or should this be part of CRM, which wasn't natural back then? So it made it very difficult to, to get an understanding of how to build that into a standard product. And when you got started with that, what were the first CPQ tools you came in contact with? Well, we, we uh, you know, sometimes, as other people have probably said it much more before me in time, that it isn't more difficult than just understanding who's out there. So what we did was we understood that there's a methodology around this called CPQ. This was maybe seven years ago. 
And we started looking at who are the best part in the industry, to be honest with you. So we started interviewing uh, Calidus, Aptus, Steelbrick, started talking to them to see what kind of presence do they have in Nordics? Uh, what do they do? What makes them unique? We went through maybe 10 and then ended up with a partnership with three because we really believe that their view on this and our view was so aligned in that sense. And one thing I have to ask here, because in the Nordics, I mean, Configit, Tacton are very popular. Are you working with them too? Yes, that's one of our recent partnerships that we're very happy to have had. Uh, so we have Tacton and we're very close to them and feel that this is a strong relationship as they have a similar view on, on, on let's say, the Scandinavian way of doing things which makes things simple in essence. I think that's a good segue to talk a little bit more about what Sirocco actually does. Do you focus on specific industries, geographies, customer sizes, and so on? Please tell our listeners a little bit more about your team. Well, for the listeners that would probably know that CPQ isn't really, or hasn't been really, a topic for smaller companies. It's usually the kind of uh, production-heavy or the bigger companies in that sense. So we have focused on them in that sense, you know, the Sandviks or the Tele2s or whatever it might be, if it's a phone carrier or if it's a mining company, whatever that is. It's usually when they have a complex configuration or a complex structure to their products and their pricing that usually ends up in our target space. But we don't have a geographical limitation, to put it that way. We've had these requests coming in from the Middle East, from Dubai, but we also cover the Uh, near region of Dubai, so you know Bahrain, Qatar, uh, those kind of regions, as well as in the U.S., where our office is based out of San Francisco. So it's more limited to the possibility of of us being there. But listen, if somebody calls us from Alaska and asks specifically for us to be there, we'll be there. I mentioned in introduction that you have offices in Stockholm, Dubai, and the U.S. How many people do you have in these offices, and what do they do? Well, uh, in a good way or bad way, still heavily based out of Sweden. So we have 35 people here in Sweden, reaching 40. Uh, I think we'll be 50 by the end of the year. And the same model applies to the to Dubai and San Francisco. We're trying to build up the same presence. Right now, we're I think we're something between seven and 10 people in Dubai, and we're three people in the U.S. But the aim is to become more and more kind of independent countries that are having their own delivery capability. Hmm. So we're not looking to them as satellite offices of sales, but actually building them up as delivery offices standing by themselves as, as different uh, delivery organizations in that sense. But this takes time. Or we've kind of prioritized quality over quantity. So instead of just you know rambling in with people into the office, we've shared these resources between the countries. We have a lot of people flying and enjoying doing that as well and being part of the team. So we have a very tight cooperation between, the, between mm. the countries. Then let's first focus on your Stockholm office. What services do you offer out of that office? You already mentioned that you're working with CRM solutions. You also mentioned a couple of CPQ solutions. What exactly do you offer your customers? Do you help them to select the software? You help them to implement the software? You help them doing what? I'll, give you, I'll try to give you the long answer as short as I can. But the thing is, when we started this, we wanted to do this CRM from the, let's say, the needs basis, not looking at it as a system, but as a management, let's say, improvement process. How do we look at this from a management perspective and say, 
we want to grow our business or we have this internal challenge and address that challenge instead of addressing a system configuration. So we did a lot of, we employed people from Accenture, from Capgemini, that were very good at management consultancy. And then we didn't want to be tied into the fact that saying, you know, we've delivered this value add for you, but we're only able to deliver this with one CRM. So we went out there and we partnered with the five biggest systems in the world. So we have gold partners with, with Microsoft, Salesforce, SugarCRM, Oracle, and SAP. And then based on that portfolio, which is alive and you know, always up for review, we can then recommend for the customer, we think you know, your needs are these, your priorities are these, and we think you should kind of base them on this solution with closely map to your IT environment or to your priorities and whatever it might be. But well, then when we came to the CPQ part of this, we wanted to do the same thing with CPQ. Instead of just limiting, limiting ourselves to one, we took the same kind of look at it and said, listen, who's good at what within CPQ? And we ended up with Calaris, Aptus, and the back then Steelbrick, uh, and now Tacton and that. So, and they all have their kind of different flavors, if you want to put it that. But with the combination of CRM, you know, somebody might have a Salesforce installation and use uh, Calaris or whatever it might be. So that's the, the great thing about this is that the CRM system is one choice and the CPQ is another. And that is just like a tailored suit might be specific for each country or each market and each company in that sense. Hmm. Then let me also ask one question. How easy or difficult is it to attract the right kind of people? Because CPQ resources are fairly rare these days, especially in Europe. So I was just wondering, what do you do to attract people to your company? Can you share some information about that and maybe also about your company culture? Well, the thing is, uh, uh, this might sound a bit corny, but our values at, at Sirocco is CRM, so communication, responsibility, and motivation. In order to kind of let's say, uh, nurture that, we give them the opportunity of saying, listen, if you worked with one CPQ solution before, with Sirocco, you have the ability to, let's say, widen your view on this. So you're able to grow as an individual, but not only doing what you've always done before, but actually are able to kind of try out new things, new systems, new tools, but also new industries. And that in itself has attracted people because people don't want to be, you know, a specific, let's say, And I'm not kind of pointing anyone out, but just like, let's say, a Calidus consultant. They want to be a CPQ consultant, and they want to see what kind of flavors are out there and how they differ. So that has been a really attractive, uh, let's say, factor for the people coming here is that both the CRM tools that might come from a Salesforce background wanting to learn about Microsoft and the other way around, it gives them that width. It gives them that possibility of growing sideways as well as industry-wise. And you notice any local differences since you have offices in three different locations? Well, in, in, a, in a sense, yes, I know, of course, the, let's say the, the uh, nomenclature is more matured in the U.S. People know more of CPQ in that sense. Uh, here in Scandinavia, in the Nordics, we've had, let's say, the past five years kind of growing as an interest, as a topic. People always had that kind of need, of course, but they didn't maybe summarize it in those three words in that sense. So I would say it kind of goes from west to east in that sense. You already talked a little bit about what you have done with Sirocco to this point. Can you also share with us a little bit more information about what you are planning to do in the next 12 months? Well, you know, somebody told me a long time ago, it's, it's all about specialize or die in that sense as a company not being too dramatic in that sense, but uh, uh, in our sense, it's more about fulfilling the mission of focus on CRM and CPQ hand in hand. 
and growing this. So we are taking more and more big deals. We want to be closer to our partners. So if one of our partners is listening, this is the complete priority for us in the coming two to three years is to focus on tightly coming closer to them, offloading the consultancy from their part and unloading it on us in that sense. So they can sell a product that we can be the trusted advisors that would help them implement it to the end customer in that sense. So we're more and more trying to kind of create more knowledge about this, but also, of course, like everyone else, employing more people, getting more contracts and trying to have our focus clear on this as a goal. And now I guess you see a lot of integration requirements from customers, so like customer relationship management, enterprise resource planning systems, product lifecycle management systems, contract lifecycle management systems, and probably many others. What integration requirement do you see most often these days? Well, I mean, the classical one is, of course, you know, CRM and, C and ERP with CPQ stuck in between, in that sense if you want to be <laughs> uh, calling it classical in that sense. But there's more and more talk about the PLM. There's more and more talk about other factors. But it's also, thanks to the industry, it's becoming easier and easier because, I mean, Salesforce acquires a lot of companies, such so does Microsoft and SAP. That helps out in the kind of the rollout of this because they put it into the standard product, makes it easier for us to integrate, and we get to have that possibility of, of of closing that gap. But I wouldn't say there's anyone specific trending in that sense. It's more the fact that it's usually ERP, CRM, and CPQ in between because you want to have both the CPQ part and the old part of, of CPQO in that sense. And when you have these CPQ projects, what do you recommend your customers to do in order to prepare for a CPQ project with your team? That's a, that's a very good question because a lot of times they think if budget is there, then that's enough. And I would say we've done a couple of studies what we call CPQ readiness analysis, where we analyze the businesses and how ready they are for CPQ in that sense. And the results is quite shocking. So we would say... Look at the culture before you look at the uh, product. If you have an old configuration tool, it's not just about changing that to a new one. How are you working today? What's the internal kind of culture? And what do the people think this is for? Because usually, you know, some people might think that CPQ is there to mow their lawn. Someone else thinks it's there to give them the coffee. You know, so it's kind of wide in their uh, kind of uh, ambitions, but also expectations of what CPQ is. Limit that down to set the expectations on the right level. Make sure to align culture with change. And that makes it easier to get the organization with you as you do the system change in that sense. And one question I have to ask here is about growth of system integrators. Many grow in high double digit, sometimes even triple digit numbers. And so I wonder what growth you see and if that is focused on a specific solution or topic area or a geographic location that you can tell us about here in the podcast. Well, you know, uh, growth is, is uh, you can grow too quickly, in my opinion. So we have a clear goal at Sirocco to grow to a maximum of 50 people here and 50 people in Dubai and the U.S. because we believe, and I usually use this analogy, we don't want to be another hospital. We don't want to be a big kind of factory where we have a lot of different departments doing a lot of different things. We want to focus on CRM and CPQ because it gives these hospitals also, which is our competitors, the possibility of saying, you know, listen, we can't help you, but we have a heart clinic that we can kind of send you off to that we know are very good at this. So we're not trying to reach for growth in the sense of quantity, but more the quality. So even our competitors sometimes call us and say, listen, we do have a challenge with this. We would love for you guys to come and assist us because we feel that we, you know, reach some form of a, of a 
hard place. Sounds like you're in agreement with some of the customers I've talked to lately who were concerned that some of the SIs are growing too fast and they may, that they may not get the right resources from them. I agree. And it's usually, you know, you're the biggest customers, you're the, uh, the priority number one for us now. And then suddenly there's another customer that comes in that's even bigger. And then the company's growing. And then there's easily, you get easily sidetracked and you get easily uh, kind of blown away about the growth. So you forget the kind of, let's say, touch with your own organization. They feel that the growth is going too quickly and they're being forgotten. So at Sirocco, we're always talking about this. Are we growing fast enough or slow enough? Are we keeping up? What's the most important thing with our values? So that's why when a customer comes in today and they say, listen, we need to have this done by yesterday, we are in a situation where we would go, we might not be the best in order to stress this through. We want this to be good for you. So let's do it the proper way rather than the fast way in that sense. Learn more about CPQ today. We have two offerings you probably want to know about. First, we have a free resource, our CPQ Circle Community, which offers CPQ knowledge, CPQ-specific industry knowledge, and CPQ-specific best practices, as well as CPQ job opportunities. Leading CPQ firms, system integrators, thought leaders, customers, and researchers add content here. Check it out today at www.novocpq.com. Go to resources and then select CPQ Circle Community. Second, we have a paid monthly subscription that keeps you up to date with the global CPQ market. If you are a CPQ vendor, system integrator or a large customer with multiple CPQ systems, you don't want to miss this. Go to www.novocpq.com, look for services and select subscriptions to learn more. And what are the biggest challenges customers typically encounter in your CPQ implementation project? Well, yes, but I mean, there's on a high level, uh, I think that CPQ vendors, if you want to call them, uh, they're also going through a change. And since the customer is going through a change and they're going through a change, uh, it's not always aligned. What am I, what am I mean by change? Well, you know, Calidus got bought up by SAP. Uh, Steelbrick got bought up by, by uh, Salesforce. I've always suspected that Aptis will be bought up by Microsoft just to kind of catch up. Uh, these kind of changes where they're getting acquired or uh, acquiring other solutions gives them, let's say, um, the position where they're always kind of looking towards doing new things, but delivering on old promises as well. So it gives them the challenge of the customer is not only looking for what could be done today, but what's the, what's the possibility of the solution over time? And so that's the challenge that the customer is jumping in with a certain need today. The CPQ product is very complex and very good at doing a lot of things. The customer wants everything at the same time, but doesn't understand that there's a complexity into this. But the CPQ vendor is always looking at, you know, besides C, P, and Q, they're looking at O and other, you know, uh, parts of the alphabet they want to add. And there's a <laughs> kind of disconnect between those two. Then let's talk some more about these additional capabilities like artificial intelligence, industry 4.0, document generation, and numerous other capabilities. Is there anything that your customers are especially interested in? Well, you know, usually my experience personally is that you can't talk about CPQ without talking about contract management. They're usually kind of tied in one hand in hand. And I see that more and more these days, thanks to kind of the digitalization of, you know, of documents and contracts like the DocuSign and things like that. So we're seeing more and more push from that side in that end. 
but also AI, what we're kind of talking about, uh, what could AI do to pre-configure certain things or kind of figure out certain patterns in that sense. So it's, it's an interesting time. And, I, you know, as a CRM, CPQ nerd myself, uh, you know, every day you wake up to a new kind of uh, product feature or new acquisition. So it's kind of exciting. But these days there's a lot of talk about contract management to kind of specifically answer your question. But I think it's growing from a lot of different sides. And concerning uh, education, uh, CPQ education and training, I see more demand also from customers to have more education in the tool itself, right? So where you can see videos, where you have help, when you need it, where you need it. was just wondering, is that something that you see too? Yes, uh, I think a lot of customers underestimate the complexity of CPQ that they think when we're through and we get it in our hands, we're able to kind of do everything ourselves, you know, you just add a configuration or whatever it might be, but it isn't the case. So we see more and more where people come back and say, listen, we need to take this to the next level. We need training. We need to fully understand the capability of this. So is it training or is it inspiration? I think it might be both. Good point. A minute ago, we talked about various advanced CPQ capabilities. What do you think has the biggest potential benefit from a customer point of view? Is that the existing core CPQ capabilities or more the newer advanced capabilities? I think that the existing ones, combined in an easier way with less integrations, more standardization, will lift this to the next level. I think that when we see CPQ as a, you know, a couple of years ago, it would be a huge product to implement. Uh, now, you could be standardized. You could start on a small scale. You can actually just start with a C or you just start with a quoting, and then you can kind of grow with that. I think that's the, the big, big change we're seeing in the future, that more and more companies, less complex, less in size, will have the possibility of implementing CPQ in a standardized way. That's very true. I think it's there will be lots of customers, as you said, right, who have less complex products, who are less traditional CPQ customers who will use it. And what advice do you give these customers, independent from the actual CPQ solutions that they use? Well, Frank, do you want me to be diplomatic to your audience? Or do you want me to be honest? <laughs> no, no, just, just be honest. Okay, uh, I usually say, and this is of course my personal view, I'm very subjective, but I say never buy the, so never implement with the partner you bought it from. So if you buy the product from one vendor, let's say um, Salesforce, Microsoft, Tacton, whoever, you never get the implementation from the same organization because they don't have the same priority. Hmm. Try to get an implementation partner separate from the vendor in itself. Because then you will get best of breed. You will get somebody that you know is, is able to focus on the product, but you will get somebody that will be able to focus on your organization and get the perfect fit. And usually with it, with somebody that sells a license, their focus is its licenses and renewals. It isn't really staying there and checking out how this well fits. Of course, everybody wants to have this done properly, but they're not there as consultants. But consultants are there for the long run in that sense. So I usually say separate the purchase from the implementation And also never forget about culture because you can't really rush this just because, you know, you have a time frame in that. Understand that this is more of a program than a project, but it can be sliced up in different phases. So you don't able, you're not having to get stuck in something that lasts for five years, but plan for it. So you are able to look at it as less of a one hit wonder and more of a, of a program in that sense. And you bring up a very interesting question here. I see still lots of customers who have very aggressive go-live plans. For example, now it's September and the customer plan is to go live in January with a complex solution. Are you still running into customers like that? And if you do, what do you tell them? 
or we are running into them, but we're telling them in an early stage that, you know, be realistic. If you want to run a marathon, you have to start crawling. And not only crawl, because that's maybe is an old kind of saying, but also in the right direction. So you don't start crawling and then running in the wrong direction. So stop for a couple of weeks, align your expectations, align your goals, slice them up from a vision down to measurable goals, and let's aim for that. That's what we're trying to deliver every, let's say, four to six months. So we're trying to keep the expectations lower and set the, let's say, delivery smaller, but delivering more often. Because we've noticed that when you put things in people's hands quicker, they grow as well because they are better at telling you what they need when they understand the possibilities of this and the tools of this. So they give us more ideas. We try to lower that threshold to becoming every four to six months, we give them a delivery, we go live with that, they get something, they learn from it, and then from there we can kind of take it to the next level. Uh, in a way, it's kind of looking at each other every mile and saying, oh, we're still on track, instead of running a marathon and then saying, we ran the wrong way. I think this is excellent advice. Now I have a very different topic. Who do you see as a short leader in the CPQ or even more in the wider quote to cash space? Well, of course you. I follow you a lot, Frank, uh, and your pod. But no, I mean, uh, joking aside, I, I actually don't. I kind of consume everything I come across in that sense. And I think it's just like anything else. Where sometimes you see somebody taking a lead and they have very good insights, and then you see another company taking a very good lead, and somebody has another angle to this. And I'm, a, I'm kind of astonished about the industry, how quickly it's growing, and how many good ideas are coming out of it. So usually we don't have a problem in Sorocco working with our competitors because we don't think that we've kind of figured everything out. So I think it's a very exciting time to just be open-minded, listening into everybody that has a thought on this, and then building up a kind of a, a, a vision of where you think this should end up. Yeah. But we don't have enough voices, to be honest with you. I think there needs to be more focus on this. And are you listening also to some of the more traditional CPQ thought leaders like Joe Pine, who wrote Mass Customization and who was also on the CPQ podcast before? Or do you have or do you follow newer researchers? Because especially in Scandinavia, there are numerous researchers who work on this topic. And are you in contact with some of them or is there anyone who stands out from your point of view? Well, yes, I mean, we, we've had a lot of tradition here in the Scandinavia with this. I mean, even Tacton started as a research in the 80s. Uh, so, I mean, we've had a lot of history within to this. But I don't follow one specific. I, if you Google, uh, you know, in Sweden, CBQ, and then you Google some more, you find a lot of people. I just clicked on follow on every single one of them. Uh, so, uh, from my end, it's, the interest is more to consume, uh, but I don't have any contact with somebody specific in that sense. We kind of in a way, to be honest with you, pretty occupied in just delivering what we have on our table today. And we're looking towards growing, so we want more customers. But in the sense of forums or interest groups, uh, I've attended an, an, uh, a lot of the different seminars and different, uh, let's say, vendor presentations and try to talk to the different CEOs. But at this point, it's all about networking and understand the capabilities of each one and, and trying to find a good way to par partner with people. Now, one question I didn't ask you earlier, but I probably should have, is how do you personally split your time between your three office locations? 
Well, you know, I'm not the kind of micromanagement kind of person. I always try to be supportive to my organization, but want to build people that kind of drive things forward. So I'm in Dubai every two months for a work week, and I try to book in the customer meetings that they, my colleagues expect me to attend, where they want me to attend. And I'm in the U.S. every two, three months as well. And the schedule and the location is all based upon where we have a project in that sense. So I've been to the, you know, the most remote places, and I'm, I've never said no. Actually, one customer actually asked me, she's, that person was based out of San Diego, and that person told me that it was easier to get you to fly here from Stockholm than one of your competitors based out of Austin, Texas. Oh, wow. Okay. No, that, said, that, uh, yeah. No, that speaks to your flexibility, I guess, right? So, excellent. Now, we're coming to the end of this podcast, So, but uh, I think that was very interesting. And if any of our listeners wants to follow up with you or wants to meet your team face-to-face, -face, what's the best way to do that? Well, reach out to us. You know, we have uh, all these social media handles, rocco.se. We are on Twitter. Uh, you probably will put my name, and I'm, I'm kind of everywhere when it comes to those things. So whatever you find me, just reach out to me. I'll make sure to, to kind of uh, either address and help you straight away, or I will get you in contact with one of my colleagues in the different countries. But we will meet where you want us to meet. So, uh, yeah, reach out. Excellent. That was very interesting. Leith, thank you very much for making time for visiting us at the CPQ podcast. Thank you, Frank. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and hope you learned something interesting today. If you like the podcast, please go ahead and rate it on iTunes or share it with your friends and colleagues. In the meantime, you can find us online at www.novocpq.com. So long, everyone.